Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. Hope all of you are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Very congested tonight, to be honest with you. Kids going back to school always brings on some congestion. You know, those germs, man, those kids and those germs. And here we are, a little congested. Not the COVID or nothing like that. Just the just a typical sickness. No. Oh, Blake got the Blake got the Rona. No, 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 no. Just a little bit congested. But we do have lots uh, to talk about. I guess you could sh- you could say that the show is a little bit congested in reference to all the topics that we got to talk about. Now, that's a little uh, kind of a weird analogy, but it's the truth because we do have a very jam-packed show for you here today. Now you're only down to one. You got your offensive coordinator, tight ends coach. Yeah, okay. But now you're down to really one big decision. That decision being the offensive coordinator. Told you once we got back, didn't think anything would happen on Monday. It did not, at least not completely yet, that LSU has not formally let it be known that they have hired Joe Sloan and Cortez Hankton. One domino did fall off the board today as Tommy Reese looks like he's going to coach tight ends at Cleveland? The Browns? Okay, sounds good probably kind of good for LSU fans that he's closing in on a deal I mean if he's going to coach tight ends with the Browns maybe there was a chance that Brian Kelly thought he could coach tight ends at LSU but nevertheless he's gone to the NFL we'll talk about that we got much to discuss is this part of Brian Kelly's plan what I think that he's trying to accomplish I've had a lot of questions in reference to what I think they're going to do now that um, look they had some guys in the portal that they could have gone after some of them Look, it been publicly known that maybe they were talking to him. What? How do we break all that down? What is Brian Kelly's plan here? We'll talk about that here today. Won't spend a lot of time on this one because we put it on our forum. Go over there if you want some recruiting tidbits, coaching tidbits, things that we're hearing around the program, just opinion pieces. Go over to the forum, AYSSnetwork.com slash forum. Coaches already on the move in recruiting. Bo Davis already out in the state of Texas lighting up going to see kids that he could bring to LSU so good to see and specifically in a position group that quite honestly really needs it we'll touch on that as well ah the man is back too Carter the power Bryant maybe we'll ask him some of those questions too uh men's basketball men's basketball <sighs> tough loss against a and tough 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 loss Man, if they would have gone four and one in conference, I don't know. I, I might have come out to start the show and started insane and talking about them because they'd be four and one, man. You got you got something here. They're three and two, got a tough little stretch coming up. We'll talk about it as well. Oh, and by the way, the NFL 
happened this weekend. We'll, we'll talk a little bit of those games. Talk a little bit about those games there at the end. It'll be fun to do so. Okay. Uh, Mark Allen says, Blake, bourbon will make you heal faster. Well, I probably, bourbon Blake probably should have uh, uh, made an appearance tonight. But, you know, look, man, I don't like mixing medication and alcohol. Gets the tumbly a rumbling uh, pause, but it does. But I will have a, a very large glass tonight. Good little bourbon. Um, you got water, Blake, tonight. But the only thing that's really different is I just don't call out a Chili's. You know, like, I mean, Chili's is, is probably safe tonight. But you never know where this is going to go. Never know. All right, where are you watching us from tonight, too? Are you in the 225-985-337-318? Where are you at? Area code, give us the town that you're out to. We got Trey Goodwin in here says, tapping in from Prairieville, the 225. Good to have you in here, Trey. Uh, good to have all, 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 all. Stuttering Steve over here. A lot of you in here, but Trey, good to have you in here, my man. Uh, Stephen Fry says, is Bourbon Blake only on hump day? Probably. Midweeks get a little bit, you know, uh, get a little bit tough. Get a little bit tough. Uh, 95 Raceland in the house, says Kevin. Porsche. Good to have you in here, Kevin. Uh, as well josh says he's in lake charles good to have you in here josh i think i saw josh in there in the uh pooh bear spaces um the twitter spaces thing last night it was pretty fun Our good friends over at the golden boot all right got lots to get to lsu oc we talk about that first before we get rolling though everybody do us a favor hit the like and share share to all those social media groups share to all of those social media pages wherever you're watching us and technically listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, notification bell, wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. We greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate you doing all of that. Let's talk about our good friend Tyler Alexander over at LPT Realty, our good friends over at betonline.ag. Don't go anywhere. Who's going to be the next OC of LSU? Is it somebody that's already in the building? Or, or is there some chirping that LSU might be talking to some other head coaches out, or other OCs uh, outside of that? We talk about that next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. He will sell your house and find you a new well, Tyler's the man, he's here for you. If you want to buy or sell, well, it's not too late. Dial 955-0008. Just call 955-0008. Y'all call Tyler, he'll shoot you straight. We're back. All right. Let's get rolling. I, I did see a comment in here that I think I, I have to, to touch on. It's from Tyler Scott, who said, Buddha Cheese is an idiot. Um, I didn't remember. I, I was like, wait, what is Buddha Cheese? Because I forgot I, I'd even commented on it. Yeah, so look. I don't know if he's completely wrong on everything, okay? But it's not a smart move to tell your own fan base that they're doing something wrong. If you do tell your fan base and the fan base that for a team that you root for, um, if you're correcting them, I think you like maybe you need to be 800, 
and some odd episodes in here. Like we're 856. You build a rapport with people. People start to know you. You just can't go out there telling them they're idiots uh, and not want to face some of the, the consequences. Trust me, I've been there. I've been there, learned, learned and lived, lived and learned. Uh, uh, so, yeah, but we don't have time really to touch on that further than that. But stay with it, man. Don't let people tell you you're wrong. LSU is down to one. Well, what does that mean? Really, in truth, the guys, the only thing that Brian Kelly has left to formally announce, formally, is what he's going to do at offensive coordinator. Now, you could say, well, what about tight ends coach? Yeah, that too. That too. But I don't think that tight ends coach is necessarily pressing for a lot of you, mainly. Because, look, it hasn't been talked about. Because, look, you even though I think it's a big deal because you have big-time tight ends on this team right now, you have a big one in Trades Green that's coming on campus. I think being a tight end in a Brian Kelly uh, 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 team or offense is always going to be a big deal. But the one that everybody's wanting to know, obviously, is who's going to call plays on offense. And I will just continue to talk about what we've been talking about from the beginning. I just would be shocked. Now, again, not this is just strictly opinion. I would be shocked if Joe Sloan and Cortez don't remain and get that interim tag pulled off to them to BOCs. Now, here's the main thing that I think we need to talk about. There is a lot of scuttlebutt that is out there. Is that a white – that's really a white person word. There is some discussion on Brian Kelly doing exactly what he did for every defender or defensive coaching hire. They are going to talk to as many people as they can, whether – no matter what your mama or what your uncle that, you know, donates money to Taft tells you, Brian Kelly's just cut from a different cloth. They're going to talk to people. They're going to see interest. They're going to reach out to people. Doesn't mean that Joe Sloan hasn't been told that he's going to be the next guy calling plays. Doesn't mean Cortez Hankton hasn't been told that he's going to have the co-OC job. All I'm saying is, is I'm telling you, a lot like we talked about with Corey Raymond, Look, man, we have talked to, sourced, and got it confirmed. And then everybody, by the way, when I was saying LSU was vetting other DB coaches, y'all called me an idiot. There's no way. You're dumb. Oh, well, then it came out to report that LSU had indeed uh, gone out there and interviewed more than 10 dudes for Corey Raymond's position. They're going to talk to people everywhere. It's how Brian Kelly rolls. It's how calling my buddies over at Notre Dame, like, hey, man, when, when Brian Kelly made a hire, I mean, was he fast? Was he slow? No, he was typically slow. Oh, okay. Uh, did he vet a lot of people? Oh, hell yeah, we heard about names and this and that, and it taking a while because he was doing his due diligence. We just kind of came to learn that, like, hey, man, Brian Kelly probably is always going to make some pretty good hires. You don't have to ever really worry about that with him. And if he does make bad hires, he replaces them. And normally, the second go-around, he gets all of them right. Oh, okay. Well, why do you say it like that? Well, because, I mean, really, that's how he made the playoffs and, and consistently was there in the Final Four in his last couple of years at Notre Dame. If he had a problem, they've changed it, and they got better. They could just never get over the hump because they didn't have the talent. That is what the... God's honest conversation is had when you see things about what Brian Kelly is implementing at LSU. I do feel really good where the state of the program is. I've seen a lot of negativity that's out there right now. I think you're going to promote Joe Sloan. Look, man, just recruited the number one player in the country in Bryce Underwood who can be a program changer from other kids wanting to come here and play. Joe Burrow, Jane Daniels, Kevin Falk, Ty Tyran Matthew. There are so many players that have done that already but the number one player in the country, that's Leonard Fournette type of hype here. I think it will be Joe. I think it will be Cortez. That can change in 20 minutes. Oh, well, Brian Kelly's changed his mind. He's going to go with this guy. I don't know. I, I'm just telling you what I'm hearing at the current moment. I really, until pen hits paper and you see on the, the, the bottom screen breaking so-and-so has been hired nothing is ever final we tell you that every single year 856 episodes in we tell you that every time there's a coaching search uh, search and it, nobody ever sees to remember that 
Brian Kelly's had a lot of success with promoting guys from within. Ask some of his defensive guys and OCs. I mean, guys, Tommy Reese, at the end of the day, was an OC at Notre Dame. He was the OC at Alabama, whether he was good, bad, or indifferent. Brian Kelly's coaches, especially coordinators, have gone on to do bigger things. Now, Mike Denbrock is a little different of a case. An older guy wants to go back to the Midwest. He's got his grandbabies up there. Okay, that's fine. Notre Dame is a place that you know. LSU matched exactly what they were going to give him, no matter what your mama or again or your uncle at Taft tells you. LSU spending money left and right, and you think the number one coordinator in the country on offense this past year, that they're not going to keep him? Get out of here with that. Get out of here with that. Everything that people have been saying has been a lie because they're just grasping at straws. The one thing that we're not grasping at straws is, is that Brian Kelly's doing his due diligence. What do I think about it ultimately? Because I think there could be an announcement coming this week. I wouldn't be shocked if there was an announcement coming this week. I think you saw two two guys and Cortez and Joe who put a really good game plan together. And you know what? I, I'm going to use the same thing that I said about Garrett Nussmeyer in reference to using Joe Sloan and Cortez Hankton and what they did. They're, the first time that they called plays, obviously against Wisconsin in the bowl game, twice in that game they were down 14. Your offensive coordinator and your quarterback did not get rattled and just did what they needed to do. Oh, defense isn't performing well. Oh, it doesn't matter. We're down 14. Okay, well, we're about to come back. Look, we got some things we got to iron out. Okay, that's cool. We're rebuilding the offense post Jaden Daniels. Joe Sloan caught an impeccable game. I think that's where you go with. And I will remind people, as long as Brian Kelly is here, unless he wants to make a philosophical change at somewhere, like if he wants to go hire a guy that predominantly runs the air raid, kind of like what Nick did, or or different type of offense like he did with Lane and Sark. Maybe he could do something like that. Okay, cool, I'm with you. Maybe he could do that in the future. One thing that we've got to take away from, and I think that's been missed in all of this, is the due diligence that LSU will do and the alignment that they have from the top with President Tate, who, by the way, has to nod off on all of these uh, all of these things, like can legitimately close, stop all of this, I mean, like Scott's legitimate boss is the president and William Tate, to his credit, is saying, go out there and do what you got to do, Scott. BK, B, William Tate is basically saying, BK, have it your way. Spend the money. I, I mean, credit has to be given where credit is due. Now, he doesn't make the day-to-day hires. He's not a football coach, but he's letting you go out there and do what needs to be done. Okay, so now that we have established that, (laughs) don't be shocked if you do hear some names of some high-profile guys that LSU has talked to. There will be some of that. Now, the biggest thing today, too, from the coaching search was that Tommy Reese is going into the NFL. It's a big deal. They could have easily hired Tommy Reese as the tight ends coach. But brings up a bigger point that probably in a conversation that we don't need to get into tonight, this is not going to be the first time you see or the last time you see a guy like Saban who you know who has some the energy to continue to coach or Tommy Reese just wanting to go to the NFL. Joe Brady was offered coordinator jobs back in college and rem- wanted to stay as a quarterback's coach in Buffalo without being an OC in college. I just not would I would not be surprised if you see more coaches that want to go into the NFL because it, you don't have to recruit, hey, man, I got six months off. The, Latin, the next time I got to be in that office is in August, maybe ju- early July. Okay, well, I got two, two, three, four months. Then, all right, we'll just watch film and get to know the guys and what do they like to run, get in being meetings with the offensive coordinator. Okay, that's what a lot of these dudes are wanting to do. I just think that you're in a really good place. I I, I feel now, and look, we'll, we'll talk about this when it's all finalized. Okay. I do feel from top to bottom, from Brian Kelly to Blake Baker, whoever the OC will be, which I think it's trending in a way, I, I think that this is one of the better staffs that you've ever had. I, I, I You know how I've cri- I criticized the, the last defensive regime? 
Like, did not like it. Now, thought Matt House could be could have learned and been more innovative, but was toxic. And the personality, something that we never talk about in a coaching hire, just did not fit. You want to talk about fit in something? People said Brian Kelly wouldn't be a fit in Louisiana. If you win here, you're going to be a fit. We never talked about who Matt House was as a person. We were sold the bill of goods, and the dude was an asshole. So I think that this is the one of the better staffs that we've had here from top to bottom. From top to bottom, you, you got a damn strong staff. They got to go out there and prove it. I don't think that you've had a coach with the prestige of a Bo Davis on the defensive line since Ed. And I, I think right now, I mean, I would t- I clearly would take Bo Davis, even in the last years of Ed. And look, Ed's defensive lines weren't that bad. They weren't that bad. Ed, Ed got some dudes. I just like it. I think this staff has to mold its own personnel. They got to help develop kids. I think if they do that, you could be looking at one of the better staffs and all of staffs uh, in, in, in the SEC. We've seen it. It's been proven here. Now they got to go and, and develop, recruit. Speaking of recruiting, Bo Davis. Did you see what Bo Davis has been doing this weekend? Put it up on our forum, AYSSnetwork.com. He's already at it, guys. I mean, like, he's already going and getting kids that he would be getting to Texas, developing. Oh, well, Blake, they're three stars. Okay, well, that's cute. Didn't he just didn't he just develop two dudes that are gonna be potential first round picks? Oh, well, Blake, they weren't he didn't recruit those guys. You you mean to tell me that you think that Bo Davis, who constantly was recruiting dudes at Alabama? Like, you're not going to talk about his development of two three-star kids that went to Texas? Like, the dude is pre- predominantly developed dudes into really good players and draft picks. He's already at it. I'm not worried about the final rankings. Hell, uh, Trey Daz Green didn't get his fifth star until today. <laughs> the kid from that played at Zachary this year from St. Francisville. He literally is the last five-star in the industry standards that came out today. You have the chance, man. I'm telling you, they, they've done really well here. They you got to compliment. They've done really well here. Now, if they do not have success with this staff, like if this staff doesn't have success, we have a bigger and more internal problem that we will have to talk about here. Is there a chance of things not succeeding? Yes. 100%. 100%. There's a reason that Coy Raymond got a third-year team option, not coach's option, a team option. Hey, man, either we're going to keep you or we're going to fire you. Regardless, it's like a lease on a car. That contract is, look, man, we'll give you this year and next year because, look, Next year, th- this upcoming year, we can't, really can't judge it. We'll give you two years. But come on that third year, we might let you go. There, I, there are things that can happen that you look and say, man, we made Blake Baker the highest-paid defensive coordinator, and he, you know, he ain't doing what he did at Mizzou. I don't think that's going to happen. Actually, I think the opposite is going to happen, where the guy's going to work himself into potentially – uh, SEC head coach one day. That's what I think personally of Blake Baker. S- got ridiculed by Miami fans when he became the linebackers coach. And I said, look, this guy, to me, has future head coach written all over him. <laughs> Without question, he's got future head coach written all over him. Because if you have a conversation, got said the same thing about Joe Brady in 19, nobody believed me. Nobody believed me. Oh, we got to see he's just a passing game coordinator. What is he really going to do? Remember y'all in the comments telling me when I told you, whatever. When you talk to dudes, you know. Football guys know football guys. Excuse my tardiness. Again, the congestion is getting to me. It's getting to me. I hate when kids got to go back to daycare, man. Ooh, ooh. 
Oh, okay. Before Carter, Carter Bryant gets in here, uh, Adam Bear with a $5 super chat says, just cause ball. Uh, thank you, brother. Thank you. I appreciate that. Anytime you guys send in super chats, I greatly appreciate it. Okay. Brian Kelly's plan. Another thing that has been missed in a lot of this, too, that we haven't discussed, it, it, look, mainly probably because of the Brian Kelly to Michigan rumors, why this hasn't been discussed or been overblown, I still think the dude wants to win a national title here. I think he's put the staff around him to get himself back there. Now he has to go and develop. The job right now for everybody that's on that coaching staff you got the kids in here, and some of them are going are really talented. Maybe some you missed on. Maybe some diamonds in the rough that you did not think that was going to be as good as they will be. I think P.J. Woodland's a kid that people didn't really realize what they had until they got him in here. There are diamonds in the rough in here where you can go and develop and get this team back where it needs to be. Uh, again, I don't think you're. I don't think we're as far off completely. Okay, to where we need to be. When you have old guys, I will tell you, when you have Ole Miss running for 300, damn near 350 yards on you in a game, you cannot literally get much worse. You can't. You can't. Mason Smith, Makai Wingo leaving, but Makai Wingo was injured. I mean, he played injured in that Ole Miss game. He was not effective enough. You're not as far off as you need to be. I know that you're going to say, Blake, that is a homerish ass take. I could make the argument if you want to have it. Yeah, you got to get some other dudes in here. I'm with you. If you can develop and get some uh, some better dudes in here, yeah, I think this staff that you assembled can get them there. I think there's no bigger winner. Before we get to Carter, to me, there's no bigger winner in all of these coaching hire changes more than Deshaun Womack, more than Harold Perkins. Look, the corners, you probably have faith that Corey will get him there. Let's see what Jake Olsen can do with some of the safeties. But people are misunderstanding what Kevin Peoples has done everywhere. What Blake Baker literally did in the SEC the last two years. I think they put players in position to make plays better than we saw last year. I think you can get it out of them. All right. Let's get to Carter Bryant. John Sibley Butler says, Happy New Year. Keep laying it out. Go Tigers. Good to have you in here, John. Good to have you in here, my man. Frank Town representing. I put on for my city. On, on for my city. I put on for my city. Do I sound like Drew Locke? Some of you won't understand that. All right, let's get moving. Carl Bryant joins us next. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. 
It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on Bob. Bayou Daiquiri's at Bayou Bowling Go is owned and operated locally by Steve and Lisa Bean. You can find them at 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington, Louisiana. That's 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington. The North Shore's first crawfish drive through is about to step it up another notch by bringing you drive through daiquiris as well. You can call in your order today at 985-888-1914. 985-888-1914. Cause you know what? Daiquiris and crawfish. It's a Louisiana thing. <laughs> Got a shout out to our man Jay Ridd in the chat said uh sends his super sticker thank you jared uh uh for that there jared's been one of my best friends over the past couple seasons and blake good to see you i am in a great mood because the nfl playoffs was really compelling this weekend uh i I thought the memes after last night was just so good Uh, which meme (laughs) which meme was your favorite oh man so many of them honestly there were some really dark, dark jokes about the Demar Hamlin fake punt. I know, very I, dark. They were so I was like, really, really, this man died on the field, and you saw because you like dark humor, uh, Blake. I, I know love, I love dark humor. I, 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 I do too. Uh, uh, it's it's hard because when I did stand up for a while, Blake, you you hear even darker stuff, stuff that doesn't even ever get to the stage. Uh, and that's why I like, Twitter, like that's why I love Dave Chappelle so much right you know uh, like it's like nobody's gonna go there but so many people are probably thinking it you know like yeah and 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 Chappelle's more offensive than he is dark but these were like Jessel Nick <laughs> oh yeah level, level uh like dark, Shane dark. Gillis doing you know acting like he was special needs you know right. like, okay, yeah. <laughs> that's so that awful hurt. God, but it's so funny, dude. All right, Carter the Power Brian joining us. We'll get to the NFL here at the at the end. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I'm going to spin it uh, around Jaden Daniels, but I think you know yes. where I'm going with that. Carter, uh, the defensive staff for LSU is completely done here. Uh, I don't like saying, hey, what grade do you give them? You know, but uh, what grade do you give them? You know, not necessarily A, B, C, D, but – how are you feeling now that the defensive staff is completely finalized and done uh, now that we sit here with Blake Baker's the D.C. and all these other great uh, guys that they brought in? Yeah, this will sound very harsh, but they needed to clean the entire slate and start new. Um, most of it, obviously, is on Madhouse. You can only do so much as a position coach if your D.C. is really struggling, Blake. But they needed to first out clean out the slate and we've been saying that for months, not only on here, but my channel everywhere. And that is a huge bonus, right? I hate it. This this drives me insane when people say, well, who are you going to get to replace so-and-so? No, that's not the right question to ask. The most important thing is we need to get this person, TF, out the building. And they needed to clean house, and that's exactly what they did. Obviously, Blake uh, – Baker is a really good hire. I, I That was one of my top three candidates. I know it was expensive, but I'm glad that they got that done. But obviously, more recently, the DB coaches is probably the one that raises the eyebrows of most uh, with Corey Raymond coming in. Um, and obviously, Jake Olson having not a whole lot of on-field coaching experience. The one thing I would say, because I heard and I felt some people – feel like the Jake Olson hire is a lot like the Robert Steeples hire, right, Blake? Because you're getting an inexperienced, uh, you're getting an inexperienced guy, a young and up-and-coming coach. The difference between the two of them, and I, I don't know a whole lot about Jake Olson, but the major difference is Olson has experience with Blake Baker, right? At with um, with safety, which is the position he coached at Missouri. Exactly. And right. The also, completely different scenario here. Right. And also, Blake Baker has experience with safeties as well. So that if for some reason Olsen struggles, Blake would be able to help out. If with Blake that. Baker has success, Jake Olsen is going to have success. Exactly. Right. They're mutually tied together on how his defenses work because he's going to play a lot of box safety. He's going to give a lot of different looks. 
Carter, I've even heard from a Missouri guy that they will put backers and safeties in the same film room, film study. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah I didn't know that. That's, like they call really it a run that. game period and a pass game period where the safeties in the run game period go with the backers and then pass game period, they will go with Corey and the DBs. But Olsen's there to be the mediator of what they need to do in between both of it. That is how Baker okay, kept up with the entire team when he was at D.C. at Missouri. So I have the D-line backers, and then I have the entire safeties. That's how he had managed it from a team oh. perspective, right? Like from the whole team perspective. If, if Blake has – if Blake has uh, – uh, or if Jake has success, it's because Blake's having success. It's not – Robert Steeples wasn't even in college. Man, two years before that, he was a high school head coach. Right. So – the, I, I feel Olsen is 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 going to do fine. It's fetch with Corey Raymond back there. Um, you know, last week, Blake, I had a guy whose job it is to scout assistant coaches. His name is Dave Bartu, and he gave his honest, unfiltered thoughts. I sent you a clip of what he had to say about Corey Raymond. Uh, Dave has no ties uh, to LSU, and I've known Dave practically my whole media life, so uh, over 10 years. So I, I trust this guy. And he feels really good about the LSU coaching staff and gave them, for the most part, really good grades on his own grading rubric. So I, I like what they've done. I think the defense is going to be better. And like you said astutely a minute ago, Blake, 75% um, to me of the success of the entire defense is going to come down to Blake Baker anyway. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's, right. it's, it's going to be so critical that Baker takes this game to another level. And I think that he will, and I think he's going to be fantastic at LSU. And recruits at a different level. I think there was a reason he was with Blake ba – I mean, Blake Baker was with Bo Davis. I, I agree. And, you know, uh, I saw a commenter a minute ago before I jumped on here brought up this video that, that's made its rounds when Matt House came out. And I, I did a really deep dive on Matt House, and I shared how much I just, at the time, didn't love it. I, I feel different about this. Okay, um, because I, I've been asked a lot about the defensive coordinator hire, mainly because of the Madhouse video a few years ago. I, I don't know Blake Baker. I don't. But I do like what he's done with the Missouri defense. And the one thing I loved when I went back and I rewatched the Georgia game, watched every snap from Missouri, like they were so physical at the line of scrimmage. They, they, they're really, really well-sounded, well-sounded, well-rounded defense. Mm -hmm. And I'm really looking forward to see what Baker's going to do now with some Louisiana talent over the next couple seasons. Well, and you've already seen him hear and have going reports from a player that he completely turned around in Damone yeah. Clark, right? Yeah. So if it comes out, Carter, that like Blake Baker's not a, you know, a culture fit or whatever, like how it was with players acting like they did with Matt House, it might be a player problem. It might be a deeper issue because, look, in, in, in the chaos of chaos – under Orgeron, Blake Baker was the shining light to a lot of it. Like people for you know, people forget Damon Clark was the shine of that season because of the yeah. success that he had had. Uh, I, I I agree with you uh, in, in reference to I think it's a high or bar two is it's a highly graded staff. Carter, I, I I look, I don't know if they're not one of the best staffs in the country from top to bottom. Yeah, I, I would agree, especially now that, you know, the best defensive coach of all time is retired, uh, which is a school that you normally play every season. Um, considering that you took a really good defensive line coach from a team that you'll be competing against in the Southeastern Conference, you took um, some really good coaches from Missouri, and you get Corey Raymond back, which presents a lot of positive momentum. And also another thing about the Corey Raymond thing is all those players he coached, they're going to sink their teeth more into the program and all that stuff and maybe be mentors to this next uh, young group. Um, that, that excites me. It, it, it really, really, really does. And ultimately, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it pans out. Now, here's going to be the, the very critical thing about this whole thing, Blake, is this cupboard is a little bare defensively. There, there are some really good players on this defense coming back, but you've got to build a two deep. And what I and so I've said you it before. You got one deep, right? So that's the thing. You're not even at a one deep yet that I would consider to be an SEC starting level defense. 
And the people who should be the most excited about the new defensive staff, Blake, are those true freshmen that have early enrolled. I agree. You, I, I'm telling you right now, there's never been a more golden opportunity for true freshmen to step in and win jobs. You, you've got a historically bad defense. You've got some guys from last year's defense who will be coming back, a lot of which didn't play all that well. Now you have an opportunity. If you're Deshaun McBride, if you're Joel Rogers, Juwan Johnson, any of these guys, you've got a golden chance to not just play special teams but actually get defensive reps early next season. Yeah, because, Carter, they can't roll back out there and put the senior Leighton guys out there and it look really bad and not give other guys a look. Like, I know Brian Kelly might not want to play freshman. I don't know in some areas if he doesn't have a choice. He's going to have to play Don McKinley. Don McKinley yeah. walks in right now because out of necessity, regardless how good or bad he is, a lot like Will Campbell and Emory Jones, they don't have a choice. <laughs> like, they don't have a choice. He's going to have to play. Now, does he start? I don't know. Okay, we got a long way to go to that. Uh, but out of necessity, I think, in some position, I like, dude, I'm already hearing things about P.J. Woodland. Yeah. Wood Woodland has been... Dude, uh, the, the stuff that he's doing right now is insane. Yeah, I... I Honestly, every time I've brought up the question, he's been the name that pops up the most. And what makes that even more impressive, Blake, is he's not a Louisiana three-star. Normally, the it's a Louisiana three-star that gets the most hype. But for me, it's been him. I, I, I'm shocked how much I've heard about him, Mr. Football in Mississippi. Um, but, yeah, I mean, especially in the secondary. He's Steven, he's Steven Ridley. There you go, Steven Ridd, the pride of Natchez, baby. Um, what a pull. What a pull by your boy. Steven Ridley. I, I'm still shocked that Steven Ridley almost into Kevin Hart's career. Uh, Wait, what? Yeah. So, you, you, all right. So, Kevin Hart raced Steven Ridley at a party. I remember this. I okay, remember this. So, okay. Okay. Now, yeah. I knew I knew Ridley in college. We were in the same, um, lived in the same duplex. And uh, he always had the biggest personality. I was. And that was just so crazy. I love Stephen Ridley. Uh, but, yes, hopefully P.J. Woodland's in the next Mississippi great at LSU. Um, Carter, let me ask you the, the, tough, the tough question or the elephant in the room. It seems as if LSU did have their sights set on some of these guys that entered the portal, Trey Amos included. Yeah. Um, they just not take them or do they miss? Because let me let me say this. On Amos, I don't think there's anything they could have done. On Des Ricks, they said, uh-uh, not, not, not after the way it went down. The Grimsley kid, you got people in Corey Raymond's, you know, who the old school guys that would report all Corey Raymond stuff, you know who I'm talking about? The, you know exactly who I'm talking about? They said he wanted to go after Grimsley and then missed. So the elephant in the room is, I mean, they had three chances with guys that they could add that are are talented. What do you make of it? Yeah, Grimsley's very interesting. Obviously, for those that don't, don't know, he's a 2024 guy. So he's an incoming yeah. uh, true freshman. What was that? I said, yeah. Yeah. So he gets out of Alabama in L.I. and now he's out there and he's from Florida and he chose Florida over LSU. I don't know what happened there. You 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 probably know uh, well, the Robinson kid, the DT. Did Brian Kelly put a ceasefire? Like, is there a ceasefire on some of this? Like, don't take guys until the spring. Like, I mean, it, it's the honest question that we that you're being asked. I know I'm being asked. Are you not? I mean, am I the only one yeah. being asked this question? I I I will share this. The Trey Amos thing is, I I can confirm that that was highly unlikely not going to happen. Um, but the other two, obviously Des Ricks is someone that I would have been very interested in, um, because you spent so much time recruiting him last year and he really, you really couldn't play in Alabama and their best position group last year in the, in, in the SEC was corner. Alabama had two guys that are going to get drafted and they never left the field. It was Arnold and of course, Kool-Aid McKinstry. 
I still think Dedricks can can play. But Blake, at this point, you you just got to get some DBs. You got to. I mean, I understand that they brought in a lot of DBs in this portal class already, but you would like to bring in even more uh, up to this point. So obviously, finding experienced guys, guys that have proven to 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 play at the Division One Power Five level, it could be very hard at this point. But man, it, it would have been nice to, to to get someone over this past week. All focus shifts to the offensive side of the ball. When you read today that Tommy Reese is going to the Cleveland Browns, what do you think? Yeah. Did you celebrate? How 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 much did you celebrate? I well, the first thing is he's going to be the tight ends coach, and I heard you mention this earlier uh, that the tight end coach position was open at LSU. I totally agree with you about when you can get a chance to go to the NFL, you take it. Right. Carl, I talked to an SEC position coach today, on-field position coach. He's getting NFL calls. Nick Saban's not going to be the only big-name dude that walks away. I'm telling you. I'm having the conversations right now. College football is so bad, we'll have a discussion during this year in the offseason. I don't want to go there yet. We're, me and you are going to have it. I'm talking to them. They don't want to be here anymore. Yeah, and – Bartu, who works for a lot of these guys, reiterated this same exact thing, and I've heard the same exact thing. There's got to be something done. There, there just does. I, it's, um, I, it's so wild because it all hinges on if a dude from a nine to five job gives to Bayou traditions, because the, yeah. it, it makes it so much easier. When you recruit a kid and say, hey, man, I can promise you this in NIL. That is the recruiting conversation. That is everything that's going on. What can you do for me? What about your facilities? Oh, and by the way, by the way do you have $150,000 on hand? That is the conversation that they're having. Yeah, and I, I sometimes veer away from it because then – you you get quoted well Blake Rafino says we're behind on NIA. You know you know how that works. No, we're right? not. I mean, how can yeah. you say that when look what's just, happened? Yeah, exactly. You, you, they're, they're not behind. What I'm saying is is I don't think that they're organized enough. I agree, and, and I think that's why you like why you think Austin Thomas's name keeps being brought up. What's going to happen in college football? This is my big thing. Is we talk so much about the NFLification of the sport with free agency basically every year with every single player on your roster, unlimited <laughs> transfers uh, every single year, unlimited, unlimited amount. What one rule that drastically shifted this sport is taking as many kids as you want. Brian Kelly could cut all 85 of the players and bring in 85 kids of high school. Kids he could go Dion. He could go full Dion. Full Dion, you can just cut. It, 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 it's crazy. And where I think you're going to see more NFL type of stuff is staffs, I think, are going to get bigger. I think there's going to be front offices like. like Nebraska uh, hired a GM today. Memphis right. hired a GM last week. You're going to see more people with these kinds of titles, right? <laughs> no and, question. And that's not what I wanted to happen. Because the point of college sports is not cutting people. It's not that's not what this was intended to be. But that's what it's becoming. So, I mean, you're, you're going to see more of it, and that's going to drive people crazy because there's just only so much time in a day, and so many different things you could do throughout the course of a day, where you need people to help you organize all this shiite. So it's uh, you want to hear it, a conspiracy? You want to hear a conspiracy theory? My conspiracy theory? I need conspiracy music, though. Okay. I'm going to say this, but I do want to get your thoughts on the offensive coordinator. We need to talk a little bit of men's and women's basketball at the end. All right, here's my conspiracy theory. I'm not so sure that ESPN did not leak the Connor Stallion story on purpose. What was Brian Kelly's biggest thing that he talked about when he was asked about the Michigan thing? The radio and the helmet. So they've even gotten to a place where you have programs hiring front offices. Let's call them what they are. Okay, Nebraska literally did it today. And now they're wanting to go radios in the helmet. Who does that? 
NFL teams. It's not as, so, it's not as crazy as a conspiracy, is it? So when I said this exact same thing, I went back today because I had the same conversation with everybody else a year ago today. I literally brought that up that that was coming. Literally said it. Episode eight, whatever it was, or, or four, whatever, or five, whatever it was. Okay? okay, and literally came out here and said that they're going to go to radios and helmets. I went through the comments. Blake is a conspiracy theorist. There's no way that they're going to make their college teams are going to hire front offices. Here we are. Uh, literally a year ago today, damn near. Here we are. So what? What do you? Let me ask you this: What do you think? What do you think ESPN gains from the radio and the helmet? Because thing? I think that they see the NFL rating of um, the Ravens and whoever getting 31 million views in a game. Oh, so, okay. So you you think? ESPN wants to make college football more like the NFL to boost the overall ratings of the I do because that now they're tied into all the viewership of it. Right. Okay, they're tied into all, they're t I mean Carter they owe LSU you know a year from July they owe them 64 and a half million cash guaranteed for a TV deal. And you know what's even nuts? You know what's even more nuts? Let's we're going to get back to LSU right after this. You know what's even more nuts? What's that? LSU has 85 scholarship players. If you paid each one of those dudes $50,000 a year, that's $4.25 million. All that TV revenue is coming from football. All of it. Yeah. Okay? So, all I'm saying is, you're going to have to convince me that you're not going to give up $4 million. John, Jim Harbaugh is not as crazy as people think he is. He's crazy. But maybe they should get a little revenue share. Yeah, and and look, I that's where it needs to go. It's where it's right? going. All right, very quickly because we gotta we gotta roll we gotta roll. LSU OC, um, think it gets announced this week, and if it's Joe Sloan, Cortez Hankton, are you pretty thrilled about that, or do you or what do you think? Because we have not spent a lot of time on this. Yeah, I thought it was going to get it announced at least by by last week. It didn't shock me though because most Brian Kelly hires have taken a little bit longer than most would expect when it comes to someone as important as a coordinator. And I tend to like that approach. I think I love college, it. I think college teams make very rash decisions when it comes to coaching and coordinators for the sake of recruiting and saving the class and saving face. Um, perfect example last year is what happened at Mississippi State. They had a very unfortunate thing happen, and they just rolled into a guy that clearly was not ready to be a permanent head coach. So Mississippi no State was tough, but Florida rushed because they thought LSU was hiring Napier. Right. Right. So I, I just I, I, I just don't think being first is as important with especially with the NIL stuff now, I just don't, I just don't think it's as important as it once was. Um, but yes, I I, I, w I was a little shocked that Sloan's not been announced yet. I think most feel that that's where it's going to go. Now you also asked me my, my opinion on this. That is the direction they should go. Like I'm okay. not the biggest fan of giving a powerful job like the LSU offensive coordinator job. This is one of the premier jobs in all of college football. I'm not the biggest fan of giving it to someone that is relatively inexperienced at being an offensive coordinator, but this is a completely different scenario. We've seen Joe Stone call the plays for a game with Cortez Hankton as a co-OC. It went good, okay, excellent. We've also seen him sit in the same exact chair as the guy that was a Broyles finalist. So he, he's been around Mike Dimbrock. We want the continuity there from last year's offense. And obviously Joe Sloan is recruiting at a level that is truly spectacular with what you said earlier about Bryce Underwood. This is the highest ranked recruit LSU has ever gotten ever, ever. Now really think about the history of LSU football and recruiting, right? He's number one. So I, I think at this point, yes, you would like to have somebody more experienced, but I think Joe Sloan's going to do great. And I think that's the direction that they should go. Joe Sloan and Cortez Hankton. You know what I think is being um, not talked about enough is the simple nature that Brian Kelly is going to do his due diligence no matter if you like it or not. 
He's going to talk to other dudes whether you like his you like his speed or you don't. He does not give a shit. And and Carter, to be real with you, because of how great the season went offensively and how bad it went defensively, and it was an underperforming type of year because of those standards. They still miss the fine. They're pissed, and and, and LSU fans deserve to be pissed. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know how you can't be a fan and not be a little pissed off. Brian Kelly in his own press conference at the end of the year was like, look, we underperformed defensively. He said that. Okay, not me. He did. And I do think that there's something to be said, though, Carter, that if for all the things that's been said about him in the last two years, you got to give the man a little bit of credit where, look, man, he's still running a damn strong organization. And you just – look – it's nine and three your floor. I, I, I mean, is it your floor? Because we got to start getting to the conversation of if that's your floor, well, then they're not even scratching the surface on their potential yet. I agree. I'm, I'm with you, Blake. I, I'm still very high on Brian Kelly moving forward. Uh, and, and I would tell you otherwise if I wasn't. Um, I totally agree with you, Blake. LSU should have won the college football playoff this season. Uh, they were the best. They were it. the best team, Carter. They were. They would have been 2019 reincarnated. And you know what it would have done? It would have made. It would have made Jane Daniels, Joe Burrow, all over again. They missed. Yeah, yeah. You, this was a, a massive failure. And look, we'll be talking about this in, in, until the end of time, right? Um, obviously, you know, Jaden had one tough game versus Florida State. One tough half versus Florida State, and that was mostly due to drops. Um, so, look, the, the the truth is this was a massive disappointment. We've all lost sleep over it, but that's in the past, right? Now it's time to look towards the future. 2025 and 2026, those classes are going to be spectacular, in particular 2025. And I, I do think LSU will, over the next three seasons, make the college football playoff in at least two of them, and that should be your baseline expectation with the 12-team playoff. I agree. All right, what else, did I miss anything? Oh, men's and women's basketball. I'll do this segment with you. God damn it. Oh, yeah, go ahead. They, had a, they had a chance to be 4-1 and one in conference. God dog it. I, I mean, God dog it. Shout out, shout out, though, Matt McMahon making this team. I didn't think, I didn't think that they would turn it around, though. Like, I am shocked – and that they're three and two they, in conference. Yeah, because earlier in the season, I, w- I wouldn't have thunk it. I thought Matt House, uh, I say Matt, House Matt McMahon was in over his head, but he wasn't. Um, but really quickly on the women's team, big shout out to LSU flipping the entire script here in this last week. You know, I was on the show last week. I was like, watch, they're going to they're going to blow out the next two teams. And they did just that on the road versus Alabama. And. Um, against Arkansas. Taking care of business versus Arkansas. Right. Um, and every single starter went into double figures, right? Again, again, and back-to-back and back-to-back games. It's crazy. And you see the behind-the-head pass that Angel resat. That was a thing of beauty. Angel's pissed. One, Angel's pissed. I, Angel's pissed. I, I will say this, though, okay? Huh. I thought it was very interesting, all right? So you, you saw this clip with Caitlin Clark running off the oh, board. Oh God! Okay. Did you see the Buddha cheese thing that everybody's what? the Buddha cheese? I think's the kid's name. No. What? What? Oh no. God! He was roasting LSU fans like, "Why do y'all give a shit about Caitlin Clark?" But anyway, Booty cheese. That's his name. Buddha cheese. Buddha. Who is this? I I don't know, but I got sent it seven times today. Is he an LSU fan? I have no idea. I legitimately have no idea. I you'll just have to go. Have, you'll have to go and see it. I, I have no idea who this kid booty is. Booty cheese. That is Buddha, crazy. like the 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 god Buddha, not booty cheese. Oh, Buddha, like yeah, like Buddha. I mean, this isn't an episode of Playboy Carter. I'm not sending you to like, <laughs> you know, uh, what's the porn sites you know these days? I'm not sending you to Pornhub. Okay, Buddha, Buddha, um. Clapcheeks.com. You think that that you you think that that's a website? Clapcheeks.com. Uh, let let me go search real quick. Let let me do some investigative journalism. I do have 
uh, a degree in that. But no, I, here's my <laughs> you have a degree in bootycheeks.com? Yeah, boot, yeah. Well, no, I have a degree in journalism, and that's what I will use my 2.7 GPA journalism degree. Uh, okay. I uh, I, the Carter, only, you only, dirty dog. The only thing I would say, though, is if Caitlin Clark, she, she uh, people are starting to think she pulled a Jermaine Burton here. Okay. No, you know who she pulled? Who? A Jesse Smollier. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, and and so we got the actual replay. I'm just saying, if that was Angel Reese who did that, oh, we, would, we wouldn't stop. I, we'd have to. Know? We'd have to lead our shows off with it. Right. It would be. It would be helicopter coming you, in. You would have Dave Portnoy and his his stupid pizza reviews. Oh, she's yes, a, you and, know. And, and it would be like, how can we let our society is falling apart? Huh? Huh? Yes, indeed. Huh? All right, huh? uh, they got a rebound though. Men's basketball, they got a rebound. Let's. let's I was it, starting to punch it. air. I was so happy for Matt McMahon. All right, we'll see you next Monday, right. buddy. See you, buddy. Cheers. Carter the Power Bryant. Okay, we ran over just a little bit, um, but that's okay. That is one thousand percent okay because we do have one more segment. I do want to get to the NFL playoffs very quickly. Let's do this. Uh, let me talk about our good friends over at Avid Inspection Specialist. That's Avid Inspection Specialist or Avid Specialist, excuse me, dot com. 225-717-5591. 225-717-5591. Mold inspections, lead inspections, asbestos inspections, drone inspections, they do it all. They're, uh, give them a call or go over to uh, their website. Let's talk about our good friends at Bet Online. We'll wrap it up with a quick little talk about the NFL playoffs. We do that next. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events with the first to market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline. AG. Very quickly to wrap up the show here, I don't know if any of you saw the NFL playoffs or watched the NFL playoffs again. I'm more of a college football fan myself. I got to admit something, man. I, I, I Look, I am a massive Saints fan. Will always be a massive Saints fan. Some of you are probably going to know where I'm going with this. I begged... And pleaded, even when Dan Campbell was 3-13, and 13, okay, and everybody called me crazy. I always wanted Dan Campbell as the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. Always. Look what he's got going on in Detroit. What a hell of a, uh, just a playoff run. Guys, they haven't won two playoff games combined in the last 60 years. They've got two playoff wins this year alone. Has Dan Campbell, maybe not to the extent of the Saints, but remember how bad the Saints were before Sean Payton and Drew Brees got there? Now, I'm not comparing Jared Goff and Drew Brees together. I'm not an idiot. But Dan Campbell, is Detroit the new Saints team? Uh, like, has Dan Campbell replicated what Sean Payton built in New Orleans and brought it to Detroit? I mean, now, they're a really built, really well-run franchise. They brought a lot of dudes over from the Saints. Watching them against Tampa Bay which is obviously a rival of ours, why they did not call the timeout there at the end to try to give themselves a chance to win the football game is beyond me. But there's no team in this playoff run, the Niners, Baltimore, Kansas City, that I want to see have success more than the Lions. None. They're America's team, man. America's team, the Detroit Lions. How about it? And I think everybody always roots for an underdog, right? Like everybody... Roots for Rocky. Da 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 da
Adrian! We always root for the underdog. Detroit is that ultimate underdog that you're always going to root for. I do think, though, the scariest team for me. Now, we'll see what they do against uh, uh, the Chiefs this weekend. I think the scariest team out there right now is Baltimore. Like, yeah, San Fran, they're dangerous. But they kind of got some holes and chinks in their armor. Does Does Debo Samuel play this week? I don't know. But I think the Ravens are kind of humming a little bit offense and defensively. They're a really tough team and a really good team to play. Look, I, I saw the leak that it said that Baltimore and then the, the 49ers, you know, that they were releasing tickets for the halftime and it had Baltimore and the 49ers on it. Is the NFL rigged? I don't know. But I'm going to tell you, I love the New Orleans Saints. But if I had to root for a team in this playoff run, it's going to be Detroit. We'll see you all tomorrow. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.